Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of BBP News. I am Chris Baker. Nick is off today, so I am flying solo again. But don't worry, you're in good hands, and we got lots of news to get into. But starting off with the weather, in Los Angeles, California, it is mostly sunny, 69 degrees with a sunny weekend. In Houston, Texas, it is sunny, 32 with a sunny weekend. In Chicago, Illinois, it is snowing 2 degrees with a cloudy weekend. And in New York City, it is raining 53 degrees with a cloudy weekend. So as many of you know, we have some bad weather moving in for the holiday weekend. So we're just going to talk about that first before we get into the news. As you're waking up this morning, you are probably seeing bad, cold, wet weather outside your window. There are blizzard warnings across many states. About 47,000 flights are scheduled today, making packing airports all across the country, and there are already over 1,200 flights canceled at two major connecting flight airports at Denver and Chicago. Chicago is going to be taking the brunt of the storm. They're going to be getting the worst of it, and this is the storm that Mother Nature is delivering that no one is asking for for Christmas. And the Department of Transportation Secretary B. Pete Buttigieg and his team are watching the weather, and they are predicting that this could be the storm that steals Christmas. 113 million people are expected to travel today throughout the holidays of 50 miles or more, and the Department of Transportation is urging people, as the roads are getting worse, cancel your plans, stay home, stay safe, keep everybody safe. But moving right into the news, multiple standing ovations Wednesday night when Ukrainian President Zelensky entered the House chambers. He has made it clear through the past couple of months, not only is he the commander of the country, he is also their biggest advocate through communication. Ammo and thoughts and emotions have been the biggest con- contributions to the country. And Wednesday night, he looked Congress in the eye and they and why they need to continue to care about Ukraine. He said, quote, Ukraine is alive and kicking, end quote. He argued it is in America's biggest interest to keep caring for Ukraine, quote, your money is not charity, it is an investment into the world's peace, end quote. After 300 days of the Russian bombardment into Ukraine, Ukraine is fighting off battles, fatigue, not only from themselves, but also allies like the United States. Zelensky's visit. Zelensky. Zelensky's visit. Zelensky's visit comes at a critical time when Congress is set to pass a forty-five billion dollar assistance package for Ukraine, the largest yet. With Republicans taking control of the House, he needs to convince them they are not writing a blank check. President Biden told Zelensky the American people are with him and his country. They are sending a Patriot air missile that they have been asking for for months. And after the speech, Senator Schumer asked President Zelensky, what would happen if they did not pass that bill for his country? And he responded back that it would most likely cause them to lose the war. For the first time in our history, a former president of the United States has been officially referred to the Department of Justice for criminal charges. For his role in the events on and around January 6th, the House Select Committee voted to refer former President Trump to for the, 
Former President Trump for the crimes of obstruction of an official proceeding, conspiracy to defraud the United States, conspiracy to make false statements for the fake electors, and inciting, assisting, or aiding, or con- or involving in an insurrection. As we have reported repeatedly, these referrals are mainly symbolic. The Department of Justice does not need a criminal referral to charge someone with a crime. The Justice Department has all the power to do that on its own, but the Attorney General has said he is interested in all the evidence and testimony the committee has collected. The Department of Justice has been collecting its own investigation into all of the same information since 2021. These records went to the Department of Justice that the House Committee collected on Monday. So you might be wondering, how much did the January 6th House Select Committee cost the taxpayers? Well, I'm about to tell you, but before I do that, you need to understand every lawmaker, Republican, Democrat, and every committee is allotted a certain amount of taxpayer money approved by a House Committee to conduct their official business. Every quarter, we get a public report of what was spent and which members or committees spent it. Yes, you can go member by com- member or committee by committee and see the receipts and where the money went. We're talking things like salaries, compensation for staff, travel, rent, communication, printing, office supplies, things like that. But how much has the January 6th cost the American taxpayers so far? According to the most recent available report, which is the third quarter report, the January 6th committee spent more than $4 million between July and September, which brings the total spent so far for 2022 to be more than $7.4 million. Last year, they spent a total of a little more than $2 million. To put that into context, the House Majority Leader's Office, led by Democrat Representative Steny Hauer, has spent more than $2.3 million so far this year, while the House Minority Leader's Office, led by Republican Representative Kevin McCarthy, has spent more than $4.2 million this year. The controversial immigration policy known as Title 42 may not be going away this week after all. That's because the Supreme Court stepped in and put an administrative pause on the plan to get rid of the program while the court examines the full case. The Trump-era immigration policy called the Title 42 denied asylum seekers entry into the United States over fears of COVID-19. It was supposed to end on Wednesday, but recently 19 GOP led states sued to keep the policy in place amidst a potential surge of immigrants at the U.S.-Mexico border. In his order this week, Chief Justice John Roberts says he wants more information from the Biden administration, and the administration's state order by the Chief Justice does not mean the Supreme Court is siding with the GOP-led states that sued over this. It just means the high court wants things to stay status quo while it gathers enough information to make a decision. There is not an, there is no time frame, rather, given for how long the administrative stay will be in place. The Department of Homeland Security did respond to the Supreme Court's ruling by saying, quote, as required by the Supreme Court administrative stay order, the Title 42 public health order will remain in effect at this time and individuals who attempt to enter the United States unlawfully will continue to be expelled to Mexico. While this stage of 
litigation proceeds, we will continue our preparation to manage the border in a safe, orderly, and humane way. When the Title 42 public health order lifts, we urge Congress to use the time to provide the funds we have requested for border border security and management in advance. The comprehensive immigration measures President Biden proposed on his first day in office, unquote. After years of former President Trump sidestepping the release of his tax returns, we, we may get to see them after all. That's because the House Ways and Means Committee, which has been investigating Trump's taxes for years, met Tuesday to vote on releasing some or all of his tax returns to the House Full, full House of Representatives, which basically made them public to all of us. The committee has multiple years of Trump's tax returns dating back to before he was president. And here's the thing, Trump sued the committee over the summer to stop the committee from getting his returns or any public release in them and took his objection all the way to the Supreme Court and lost. In most recent years, presidential candidates released their tax returns in full on the campaign trail while former President Trump chose not to do so. At the committee decides to release former President Trump's taxes, he won't be the first. The Ways and Means Committee also released confidential tax information in the 1970s belonging to former President Richard Nixon. Releasing some of or all of former President Trump's tax returns are just a few of the committee's options. We will have to wait and see how much of those tax returns are released. We are expected to see those released by the end of today. At the time of recording, which is around noon on Thursday, Congress has still not passed a government spending bill or a continuing resolution. If Congress does not get it passed by the end of today, Friday, December 23rd, the government will shut down at midnight. An amendment to continue Title 42 has been the center of controversy, which is what is holding this bill up. But Senate Majority Leader Schumer is hopeful they will get a deal done and passed in time to avert a government shutdown. While this is going on, speculation and concern of a government shutdown happening is starting to grow larger. Getting into rapid news, New Hampshire Governor Chris Sununu says Trump can't win in November 2024. Quote, we just have to find another candidate, unquote. The FCC proposes a record $300 million fine over a huge robocall scam campaign. That is the end of this Friday morning news episode. To all of those that celebrate Christmas, I hope you have a very Merry Christmas. I will be back here on Sunday for what to expect of the week of December 25th and then be back on Monday with a news episode. Just a little programming note. There will no there will be yeah, there will be no Eye on the Ball episode Tuesday, but we should be back with Idiots in the News on Wednesday and a very special Idiots in the News for Thursday. But I'll have more on that on Monday morning for you all. Until then, I hope you all have a Merry Christmas, like I said, and have a good weekend. Bye, guys.